At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we got a great hour for you guys. We're going to be touching on a little bit of everything. Here in segment number one, I'm going to be taking a look at game six of the World Series. Segment number two, we're going to be taking a look at some UFC as Dan Stuff, he does amazing work over at Action Network, taking a look at the fight game. We're going to be taking a look at what we can all expect from the Octagon this weekend, try to get some picks and try to get some winners there as it's UFC Fight Night 214 with the Lemos versus Rodriguez fight really taking center stage. So that should be a good one. And then going to give you guys a little bit on the NBA because... Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. The Nets are in the news, so this is not going to be a segment where I talk about what is morally right or wrong, but I'm going to talk about just how, in general, the Nets are not a team that you want to be trusting your money on right now. So we're going to be taking a look at that and so much more in the NBA. And then in the final segment, going to round up everything that I like in terms of bets for the weekend, take a look at my Circa Millions card, give you guys a little bit in terms of Game 6 of the World Series as well, round that up if you miss it here in this segment. So we got you guys covered with a little bit of everything. And we are going to be leading off with baseball because I came onto this show two hours ago and game number five of the World Series was just wrapping up. The Houston Astros got done against the Phillies by a count of three or two. And now that I've been able to get into the show a little bit more, we've let these lines marinate just a tad and things are settling in as it is going to be from Valdez who goes for Houston in game number six and Zach Whelan and Dylan Wheeler. He's on the bump 
for the Phillies. This is 961, 962 on the board. Most places have a total of seven. I'm seeing one straight six and a half, but mostly seeing a seven total with the Astros. They're between a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite, and they're between about a plus 120 to a plus 128 is the number on the Phillies. And I set the Astros minus 136 in this ordeal. I think the biggest question mark in this game is what you're going to be able to get out of Zach Wheeler. For Zach Wheeler in his start in game number two, you tell that the velocity was a little bit down for him, and he just hasn't been let go too much in this series in general. And for that matter, the postseason, I don't think that he's broken 90 pitches, really aside from that one start they had against the St. Louis Cardinals in the wild card round. They've really been holding back the reins on him a little bit. You can tell that he was dealing with a little bit of an injury for its back half of the regular season. So they've been playing it close to the vest with him. And for the Phillies, I do think that they are going to need to get a little bit of length out of him to be successful because for Wheeler, he's done a great job of holding the ball in the yard in general between the regular season and the postseason, about 0.7 home runs per nine innings surrendered. And he's done a great job in terms of command, about two walks per nine innings, really aside from that start. They had against the Houston Astros, by and large, has been solid. He had another start here in the playoffs where he gave up three runs at six innings to get the Z Atlanta Braves, but I would take that with a grain of salt if you watch the game. Reese Hoskins did him absolutely no favors out there in the field. And for Framber Valdez, in his last 31 starts in 26 of them, he's won six-plus innings, giving up three runs or fewer. The guy has been absolutely masterful. I believe that he actually led the American League in terms of total innings pitch. He's done a good job of keeping the ball in the yard. A textbook ground ball pitcher. Half a home run per nine innings surrendered. And I do think that that's a big key for this game. And that is why I am looking at the under. I have yet to draft up my DK Nation pick. That is going to be out very, very, very late Friday, early Saturday. Just because with this game, it is going to be on Saturday. You still have the travel day for both of these teams. But I'm leaning right now, if I had to draft it up right now, to the under as I did something, I told it 6.6 because with the Astros, it all depends upon whether or not what book you're using as to whether or not I'd be willing to lay the price right now because we're seeing a pretty clear divide between minus 135 and minus 140, and I've got my number right in between there. So I'd be feeling a little bit better about being able to draft up the under. But with the Houston Astros, it's just absolutely remarkable what this bullpen has been able to do. A 0.88 bullpen ERA with 51 and a third innings pitch this postseason. The only team that has pitched more innings this postseason on the bullpen is the Phillies, and they've, credit where credit is due, been much better than they were during the regular season, allowing opponents hit only about a 204 off of them, a 245 ERA here in the postseason, and it's really been being able to cobble up guys that are able to give you just an inning or two here and there. Sir Anthony Dominguez has become the Swiss Army Knife guy. He's able to give you multiple innings when needed, and he's really been able to hold it down. It was Really, in my opinion, a good appearance from Connor Brogdon on Game 5 as well. As he had five strikeouts and two innings against an Astros team that they only typically strike out about six and a half to seven times per game. So credit where credit is due. But for the Philadelphia Phillies, I think the big question mark is, are they going to be able to hit on the road? Because prior to these last two games of the World Series, they had scored four-plus runs at home in each of their first six postseason games, putting up 17 home runs in total. But... We saw that dry off a little bit, and you saw just in their series against San Diego, it's a little bit touch and go in terms of the scoring in that series. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, they're a team that they have been relying quite a bit on the deep ball. Kyle Schwarber, he has that big home run to lead off game number five, but I think past that, the team couldn't get a lot going because they stranded 12 men on base. Really, both of these teams did a 
very bad job of being able to hit with men in scoring position. If you, like me, had the over in game number five, boy, this was a little bit of a brutal one, but for the Phillies, 22 home runs in 15 games thus far in the postseason, and I think the big key for the Phillies is just getting the guys towards the bottom of the fold online as Alec Bohm, Gene Segura, able to throw in their Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, Matt Veerling. All these guys have hit a 215 or lower here in the postseason. That is a big, giant issue. And the top of the fold, like Bryce Harper, hitting a 350, six home runs. He has been rock solid. JT Riemuto has been a little bit hit or miss. He's still been able to move the line. But Reese Hoskins, even though he's got six home runs, incredibly inconsistent with regards to his average, hitting below a 185 here in the postseason. And then for the Houston Astros, it's the complete opposite. The guys that you would expect to be very good towards the top of the lineup, they have not been so great. Now, Jose Altuve, after he started out 0 of 25, it's been significantly better for him as he's now been able to do a good job getting a hit in 8 out of his last 25 at-bats. So he's starting to turn things around a little bit. But Jeremy Pena now has four home runs here in the postseason, hitting about a 300. Alex Bregman has north of a 325 on base. They've been able to do an okay job, but Jordan Alvarez, you expect a little bit more out of him. He's been hitting about a 200 here in the postseason, and take out those two home runs they had in the Seattle series. He's really been underwhelming, but that said, Chaz McCormick, he had that massive catch out in the outfield. He's been able to register north of a 375 on base. Martin Maldonado has actually been significantly better than he was during the regular season, so these guys have come up. They've been able to do so time and time again, and for the Astros, just an absolute embarrassment of riches in the bullpen, especially if this is a game that goes extra innings. It really bodes better and better for the Houston Astros as you've got so many guys like Rafael Montero, Ryan Presley, who we saw close out game number five, able to throw in there someone like Ryan Stanek, all these guys with a sub-3-2 ERA, Brian Abreu. I mean, heck, you're able to get good innings out of Hunter Brown if you need a little bit of length. Luis Garcia, going to be interesting if we get a game seven as I don't, necessarily think that we could discredit perhaps Lance McCullers Jr. and Luis Garcia, perhaps piggybacking off of one another. You may recall Garcia was a guy that was really able to keep things afloat in that game against the Seattle Mariners. When that went to 18 innings, he pitched five scoreless out of the bullpen. I mean, he's a guy that I think is just a little bit undervalued in general, so we shall see on that front, but when it comes to the answers, I do think that they are going to be able to put everything to rest, and I do think that they get the job done in game number six of the World Series. I, coming into the series, did think that it was a good likelihood that the Astros were going to be able to get it done in six. I was sort of teeter-tottering a little bit after the Astros had dropped game three, but Christian Avier, what he was able to do, and then you saw it just in game five, the lack of situational hitting for both teams, but especially the Philadelphia Phillies. That came back to cost them. I do think that you've got a good opportunity for the Phillies to be able to get it, or for the Astros to be able to get it done in six games. And we shall see in terms of a lot of these more derivative props because right now you've got a series price that has come back out. And right now in terms of the series price, the Astros have minus 550. There's just really no value there. And the Phillies are at plus 450. This is one of these times where I was talking about it in our number two about taking a little bit of a rollover approach if you like a pair of games are in a different window rather than doing a parlay. This would be a classic case where you'd want to just do a rollover on the Philadelphia Phillies if they like if you like them to win the World Series. Because if you've got a hundred dollars to your name, you put a hundred dollars on the Phillies at like a plus one twenty five and then you roll it over in game number in if you roll it over actually doing the math. 
you've actually got really good value on the Phillies. Never mind. Just forget what I said the last 30 seconds. I have no idea how you got the Phillies at a plus 450 because you got to figure if Lance McCullers Jr. is out there on the mound, the Astros are probably, what, even at a minus 150 favorite. You've actually got good value if you like the Phillies. So never mind. This is one of the very rare times where you've got absolutely no value whatsoever on the rollover and actually the plus 450, good price there. But that said, I, I don't think that you're going to be able to get there because in order for the plus 450 to have value, you need the Phillies to win both games. I don't think that that is going to be occurring in this spot. And certainly you don't want to be laying minus 550 with the Astros to win the World Series. You actually would be doing a much, much better job being able to bet this game to game. But that said, I do think that the Astros, they should be able to do it and they should be able to put this one to rest. What I'm really wanting to see right now, and I was talking about this a little bit with Joe Fan in our number one, what are the relisted props for MVP going to be? Because that's the one question I really have. Because if the Phillies win it, you got to figure that it's going to be whoever comes up heroic in game six and or game seven. For the Astros, I'd personally give it to Christian Javier right now. Jeremy Pena is making a little bit of a push for it as well as he's been able to four home runs here in the postseason. Had a very nice home run in game number in game number five as well. But that said, I think that that is right now one of the biggest unknowns with regards to the Astros. But I'm going to lay up to a minus 135 with the Astros in this game number six. And currently just taking a look at mostly sevens. I'm going to be taking a look at that over. Most likely going to be by DK Nation right up. But we shall see how the line moves on Friday before I draft that up. And something that we've got to take a look at is some UFC as we've got a nice fight night on our hands and a man that does an absolutely amazing job of taking a look at the UFC. That'd be Dan Stupp over at Action Network. He's going to be joining me next and I'm going to try to find you guys some value on the weekend card right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Get in on the action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV's football extravaganza and compete for free for a share of $55,000 in two different ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network and being joined now by Dan Stuff. He does an amazing work over at Action Network, taking a look at the UFC. And Dan, I always do appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you. No problem. I appreciate the invite. Always fun to talk about this. It is. And we've got UFC Fight Night 214, which obviously not quite as rambunctious as what we saw in Abu Dhabi last week and a little bit of an appetizer for what we're going to be seeing in the next in the next main UFC card. That's going to be in New York. You're going to have the Adesanya fight. And we were talking about the Chandler versus Poirier fight a little bit off air. That is going to be a big banger. But what I do like about this card is that you don't necessarily have too many demonstrative favorites. Now, the one fight in Shana Young versus Miranda Maverick, Maverick is right around like a minus $650, minus $7 favorite. That is one that is completely out of line. But I do think that this one is interesting. Marco Madsen going to be taking on Grand Dawson. It's going to be a spot where Dawson finding himself right around about a minus 250 to a, or minus 215 to a minus 220 favorite. And for Dawson, been relatively impressed by him. And I think that he could break through and be able to get a relatively easy win. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to be super easy, but I, I think he definitely has an edge here. And it's, you know, a lot of folks are big on Dawson. I'm, I'm kind of one of them. I, I thought he'd maybe uh, progress a little more quickly than he has. But this is kind of also a, a fate of Mark Madsen. You know, uh, he brings some interesting skills. Obviously, you know, he's a wrestler, a ground fighter. Um, but we just haven't really seen him progress much beyond that. He, he's got decent stand-up, and you, you can say the same for Dawson. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of turns into a stand-up fight. Um, and, and in situations like that, I, I do feel like Dawson has a bit of an advantage. Uh, but he also has the youth advantage. I, I know Madsen's probably been dealing with some injuries. He, he's pushing 40 now. Uh, usually, you know, guys like that start to, to slow down a bit, especially as they're approaching 40, especially wrestling-based fighters. So I think this lines up well for uh, Dawson. You know, uh, it's a little expensive. Uh, you could play him straight up, but, you know, if you're a parlay uh, player, uh, I, I think he's a really solid to, to build a card around. Yep, I do agree with you. And you've got a couple of them that you're able to build around in this as well. But I know that you're taking a look at a little bit more of an underdog when it comes to this one. The Chase Sherman versus Josh Parisian fight with Parisian right around about a plus 110 to a plus 105 underdog with Sherman. He's a favorite of between minus 125 and minus 130. And this is a fight that opened up as a pick'em. We've seen quite a bit of money coming in on Sherman, but looks like you're going to be taking the other side on this one. 
Yeah, I, I wish I had a, a big, great technical breakdown for it, but really, it's going to be an ugly, probably heavyweight fight. It's going to be sloppy. We, we've seen these guys. Um, it's odd. We've seen them lose very badly. We've also seen them kind of battle back for uh, late rallies or, or hanging into fights that they, they probably shouldn't have been in. Um, for me, it's really a toss-up. It's a pick. I mean, if you're looking for a, a way to, to play this fight, uh, in situations like that, you might as well take the, the plus money. I, I think Parisian does have some, some ways to win here. And, and again, it's kind of more of a fade of Sherman. Uh, you just really never know what Chase Sherman's going to show up. He's looked horrible. I think he's on a one and four run. So we've obviously seen some losses and, and some bad performances. But he didn't look terrible in his most recent fight. We, we've seen him kind of battle back. Uh, so again, it's kind of a toss up. And in a switch situation like that, where I don't think one guy has a a very clear advantage and neither guy is really that skilled when it comes to uh top level heavyweight give me the dog money if you're looking away for a to play this yeah and sometimes you just have some of those situations i find myself in football a lot being like well i've got this as a relative pick em, so just give me the underdog and sometimes we find that in the ufc as well and I find with this one, it to be relatively intriguing as well as Nate Manns. He is going to be going up against, I'm probably going to butcher this name, so I apologize to Gear Ulanbikov. Ulanbikov is right around about a minus 210 to a minus 220 favorite. And with Nate, I think that he's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to build himself up. He's going to be in one of the later fights in this card. And I want to get your thoughts on this one because we do see the round prop and it was completely jacked up before at right around minus 190 to minus $2. And it's been holding relatively steady. Yeah, no, this is an interesting one. Um, you know, Ulenbekov definitely has a, a clear path to victory here on the ground. Uh, but we've seen him kind of want to get uh, sucked into to striking battles and against a guy like Nate, um, who's almost a, a two-to-one underdog. It's kind of a dangerous proposition. We, we've seen Nate make it, um, you know, kind of a, a grinding fight. He can get you uh, into a, a, a striking fest. I, I think the really interesting dynamic for this fight, and a, a reason I, I'm leaning toward a, a play on Nate at, at the underdog money, uh, is he's dropping down a weight class. That's not always a, a ticket to, you know, a life, a, a better life in the UFC, but having a size advantage in the smaller weight classes uh, definitely can be a, a big advantage, especially when you're working against a wrestler who wants to get you to the ground. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, again, Olin Bekov, he, he's got a path to victory. He hasn't always shown like the most discipline to stick to that game plan. Uh, if he does, I'd, I'd probably be a little less likely to, to take a flyer on Nate here. Um, but I, I think there's enough wild cards in this fight. I, I think Nate's size, when he drops down, assuming the weight cut goes okay, um, I, I think that's an interesting play. You know, I, I saw him uh, recently uh, available for plus 185. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't hesitate dropping a, a half unit on that. And, and it's always interesting to take a look at guys when they do drop down a weight class as well, because... While they have to go through a lot to go down a class at the same time, they just typically are naturally the little bit of a bigger guy as well. So I always think that that is an interesting dynamic to take a look at. And there's lots of interesting dynamics with this one as it's pretty close to a big one or a pretty close to a pick em as Daniel Rodriguez is going up against Neil Magny. Magny right around about a minus 120 to a minus 130 favor with Rodriguez. Seems like they think that he's going to be able to go the distance here. He's between on the round prop, minus $2 and minus 210, as this is going to be a three-round fight. Where do you sit on this one? Because 
Seems like it's probably not going to be by a decision and probably going to be going to the judges' scorecard. Yeah, no, Neil Magny's kind of the, the king of winning decisions in the UFC. I think he actually has the UFC record now for most decision Jeez. wins. Um, and, and that's not that he has a, a kind of a unspectacular style or, or grinds out wins. He actually he's very relentless. He's in your face and against a guy like Daniel Rodriguez, who, who's kind of similar. You know, he, he throw. I think he uh, puts out the most strike, significant strikes per minute in the UFC. Um, but Magny's probably not too far behind when it comes to that stat. Um, I, I like Magny here. The line's kind of creeping up where I'm starting to feel like it, it may not be so playable. I think I got him at minus 115. For me, that's about the cutoff. Um, but Magny just finds ways to win. He's been doing it, I think, for almost a decade now in the UFC. Uh, he's relentless. He gets in your face. He does make some accidents. Um, he's prone to getting tagged. Uh, we've seen him recover. We, we've seen him fight back. Um, you know, I'd probably line him a little closer to minus 135, minus 140. It's still a close fight. It's a competitive fight. Rodriguez is definitely a very live dog. Um, but I, I think at the current odds, probably, you know, in that 120 range, Magny's still aside. Um, but yeah, I, I think this one's definitely going the decision. I'm not sure you're going to find a whole lot of value bet that now. And Dan, when it comes to the main event, I know that you were talking about perhaps finding a little bit of a dance partner in terms of a parlay or what have you in terms of Grant Dawson. Perhaps it's Marina Rodriguez who's going to be the favorite in the main event against Amanda Lemos. This is a round prop that we've seen come down. It's now right around minus 135 juice on the under end. Rodriguez opened up right around minus 210. It's been holding relatively steady. Are you like me thinking that Rodriguez has a good shot to be able to pull it out in the main event? Yeah, I really like Rodriguez here. You know, I, I'm a, kind of big into betting women's fights. You know, I always have the kind of the approach that if you can't find a very good reason to bet a favorite, you're probably better off playing the underdog. The women's fight just seemed to, um, even when there's big discrepancies or, or big differences on paper, once they get in there uh, without a lot of finishes, they, they end up being a little closer than you expect. But I, I think Marina Rodriguez in this one has a very clear advantage, and it basically comes down to cardio durability and the fact that she's been in five-round fights before. Uh, Amanda Lemos, she is very dangerous for the first 10 minutes and then basically falls off a cliff. And in a five-round fight where we've seen Marina Rodriguez uh, show really good durability, we've seen her really kind of pick up the pace in the third or fourth round when she needs to, so we should know she has the cardio. Uh, so assuming she can survive those first 10 minutes, I, I really like her to take over late. And, and you know, I, I'm probably going to put her in a parlay. Or, or no, I didn't put her in a parlay. I, I actually bet her straight up. I think she is a very good parlay piece. I'm actually considered maybe in, a, in the in the distance or inside the distance prop or uh, Rodriguez via stoppage. I just think as the fight wears on, especially the fourth, fifth round, um, you know, she could wear down the most enough to get the, the finish. So I may actually be looking at some round four, round five props. You can get some 20, 30 to one payoffs there. So sometimes those are worth it. And a man that always pays out for us and does a great job taking a look at the UFC. That'd be you, Dan. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Enjoy the fight. Will do. And Dan does a great job taking a look at the UFC. And coming up next, we pivot to the NBA here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just $99. Get 
VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. I think that we're also going to have one for the World Cup as well. So give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get your $99 mid-season special today. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great things first. Big thanks to Dan Stubb. Does incredible work. Take a look at the UFC for Action Network. So always great to get his thoughts there as did a great job breaking down the card. We shall see what we're going to be able to get this weekend. And let's take a look at what we're getting right now in the NBA as it's been a lot of news off the court with Kyrie Irving. And now it has manifested itself on the court as Kyrie Irving is suspended for, as they are calling it, at least five games. We are able to dive into everything that happened here. There was the non-apology. There was the apology, blah, 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 blah. That really doesn't matter. What matters here in terms of a betting perspective is that Kyrie Irving is going to be off the court, and this is just a team that's out in disarray. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where when it comes to taking a look at the NBA and when it comes to a betting perspective, it's one thing where you've got things off the court, you've got your own beliefs and everything like that. It's at the OK Corral when it manifests itself on the court that's when it's an issue, and it has happened with the Brooklyn Nets. And as a result, right now we're seeing a little bit of a line move with the Brooklyn Nets. And for the Brooklyn Nets, right now you're finding them at DraftKings as a two and a half point underdog. You were seeing them at three. This has now been relisted. A lot of places open this game, pick them, and then it went off the board with the Kyrie Irving news. Right now, DraftKings is one of the very few places that has this up. And I mean. I'm not sure about you, but this is a Nets team that I want absolutely no part of right now at all. If you were to rank the most dysfunctional teams that you have ever seen in your life, the Brooklyn Nets, since they took over with Kyrie Irving, Steve Nash, and Kevin Durant, has to rank darn near the top. This is just a flailing ship, and I've said this quite a few times, and I will say it again. It doesn't matter what level of basketball you're taking a look at you have to have some sort of chemistry. It's not like these guys need to be knowing where the ball is going with their eyes closed or anything like that, but boy, there is none of that right now with this team because when it comes to Kyrie Irving, if it's not one thing, it's another. I mean, you've got the current ordeal that's happening with him right now. There was the party a few years ago, which I think that he was away from the team for that. I mean, next, it's going to be like a Save the Whales crusade. You just don't know what you're going to get out of Kyrie Irving. It's 57 different things. He pretty much got Steve Nash fired. He pretty much booted James Harden out of town. It's one thing to have beliefs and everything like that. We don't do anything with that in terms of the network, at the very least. I do not. But what I do take a look at is the value that you bring to the table. And Kyrie Irving, a very talented player. But with that said, the value that he brings in terms of player... When it comes to folks coming to the game and not necessarily supporting the Brooklyn Nets and everything like that, and the way that he sort of just doesn't have chemistry in general, the way that he has completely torpedoed this organization, it's not good. Now let's take a look at the guys that are actually going to be playing for the Brooklyn Nets in this game. Kevin Durant, I mean, he's been able to do an incredible job for this team. 32.5 points per contest. He's had to put the team on his back, and I think that the back is going to be very, very sore right now because the only player outside of Irving has been able to give you more than 11 points per contest is Nick Claxton, and just don't have a lot of outside shooting for this team now, as Royce O'Neal has actually surprisingly been very good from the outside this year. He's been able to shoot about 41% from three-point range for his career. He's been more around about a 38% three-point shooter. I think that 
as you now have Kyrie Irving off the floor. I do think that it's going to cause defenses to zone in on him a little bit more, so I think that that could be a little bit of an issue. Joe Harris is someone that has been always a sharpshooter throughout his career, shooting nearly 44% from three, but he's a little bit down, and I think the biggest ripple effect that we're going to be seeing in terms of this Brooklyn Nets team is that it feels like when you've got a star player, like I would consider Kyrie Irving to be one of the best players out there on the face of planet Earth, and I don't think that there's any if or ands or buts about it, but when you've got a guy like a Kyrie Irving, it allows the role players like Bryce O'Neal, like a Joe Harris, like even a Patty Mills to be able to get more open looks because that defense is so focused on Kevin Durant. They're so focused on Kyrie Irving. Now having him off the floor, you need these guys to shine. And you can take a look at it one of two ways. You can take a look at it with a fall man theory. This means that you're going to be seeing a whole heck of a lot more minutes for someone like, say, a Patty Mills, for example, for someone that I was mentioning earlier in Joe Harris. And you could also take a look at what I was talking about as well in terms of Kyrie Irving commanding a lot of the attention with Seth Curry still being out of the fold. It just causes a whole bunch of issues for the team. And also keep in mind that Ben Simmons, he's out once again. Uh, that's just, it's not great right now for the Brooklyn Nets to say the least. This means that you could be looking at a situation where you're probably going to need to have Someone like a Cam Thomas be able to step up for this team. Someone who's been getting absolutely no run whatsoever. Their first-round pick from 2021. And with Washington Wizards, I recognize that this is not a world-beater team or anything like that. But I mean, with having only Kevin Durant out there on the floor, really, for this team, it means that the supporting guests around Bradley Peel, like Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, Monte Morris, these are guys that are significantly better. And I think that now... You got yourself a nice edge here with Washington Wizards. I want to take a look at how this Nets team looks a little bit in-game before firing in on them, and that's the big thing with the NBA. It is the ultimate in-game sport because every one of these teams make a run, but I think that with the Brooklyn Nets, you got to be taking a look at just everything that's gone on in general, and you got to feel like these guys are just going to be deflated. You look at the analytics all you want, but there's really no analytic to a team that in general is in just a whole bunch of disarray and you can tell that it's just not a cohesive unit at this point, and I just think that there's going to be not really a lot of times to be betting on the Nets, and who knows what's going to be happening moving forward with the Nets, as I think the most fair way to put it is it's a mess. It's a complete and utter mess, and you don't want to be betting on messes. So I'd be looking at the Washington Wizards and absolutely no other side in this spot, and with regards to Brooklyn Nets, could be a very, very big disappointment for them this season as well, and then thus far this season, a little bit of a disappointment when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. They're going to be on the road facing off against the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics, they are a seven-point favorite, and we thought this team was going to be in a little bit of disarray with the whole MAU Doka situation, and right now that's part of the Brooklyn Nets ordeal as well, so we shall see what is happening there. As, well, there's no shortage of news when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, but that said, with regards to the Boston Celtics, they've been able to do a nice job of being able to rally around Mr. Missoula, who I remember from West Virginia being a terrific guard for them. And you got to love the way that the Celtics team has just been able to come together in general and the way that they've been able to get things going in terms of their defense. As it was a little bit of a work in progress to begin the season. They did drop three out of four games, but that said, I do think that they are going to be able to shape up and take a look at all their losses, really aside from the loss that they took ironically enough against the Chicago Bulls about a week or two, and all these have been relatively close games. I do think that they're going to be able to sure things up, and for the Bulls, they do enter on a two-game win streak. I'm talking about the Celtics defense, and look at the Bulls defense. 114 points or fear allowed 
And now five out of their last six games, we're finding a total of 223. And I think that you could be in for a relatively solid under. The last time that these two teams played, the total landed 222. So they're thinking that it's going to be very similar to that game. And in that game, you had the Celtics go 18 of 48 from three-point range. I don't think that that's going to be duplicating itself. Meanwhile, for the Bulls, you've got DeMar DeRozan, who has just been in complete and utter game-breaker mode thus far this season. Rough last two games, but that said, he's been able to do an amazing job since he's gotten to Chicago. Flip side for Boston is I do think that they're going to be able to do a better job of being able to DM up. And when it comes to this Boston Celtics team, it's just all about Jason Tatum and what he's been able to do this season. 30 points, 8 boards, 4 assists. He is clearly getting himself to another level. And I'm going to be very curious to see where some of his player props go at because I think that there's been quite a bit of value this season. I'm typically not much of an overs guy when it comes to some of these player props, but Jason Tatum just time and time again with how much he has to be relied upon for the team he's been able to produce. And even though I do like the under, if there is one guy that I'd be taking a look at as I pull it up on DraftKings, he's at 26 and a half with minus 105 juice. I think that you got good value there. I think that Tatum can go out, have himself a 30 point game. Meanwhile, rest of the guys, they're a little bit more pedestrian. Someone like a Nikolai Vucevic, I think he's going to be able to get his rebounds, but I think he might have a little bit of a tough time going up against this Boston just front court in general, as I think the Boston is going to be able to do a good, a good job of being able to tee up on him as well. And when it comes down to it, I do think that the Celtics, they should be able to get it done. I would have trepidations laying seven in this spot. It is a revenge game for what we saw a few weeks ago when the Celtics went on the road, lost by a count of 120 to 102. But I think we're seeing that the Chicago Bulls, a little bit more of an under team than we were thinking towards the beginning part of the year. So it's a scenario where I would be taking a look at an under, if anything, pregame, but this is one that I want to be trying to get the feel of the game and hope for a little bit of an early start and then things taper off from there. And if you missed yesterday, I did give you guys a little bit of a future. You probably want to grab it now because it all of a sudden went down. Shea Gilders Alexander with this big game that we saw on Thursday. He is now, in terms of most improved player, gone down from 16 to 1 to 12 to 1 at DraftKings. I still think that you got value at 12 to 1. He's playing really well for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's why I like it a little bit in a futures perspective. And coming up in the final segment, going to give you guys a little bit on World Series Game 6 and what I like for the weekend in terms of the NFL here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ball sports are in full swing, and over at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, they've got you covered with being the home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, basketball, baseball, or football fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join every week for a little bit of a new promotion like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Scorer Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. A little bit of a programming note. If you're listening to me live, coming up next, it is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And then if you're listening to a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, follow the money with Mitch Boss, Paul Howard. That is going to be coming your way. I'm sure that they're going to have reaction to the World Series, Thursday Night Football, the dysfunction with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. You're able to go down the list. There's no shortage of things. And then when I am back Sunday night slash Monday morning, you guys are getting college basketball picks. So there is a lot to look forward there. And I think you can tell that just when we get college basketball going, there's a little bit of a different swagger. There's a little bit of a different pep in my step. I live for college basketball, but I live for just making money in general. So we shall try to find a way to be able to do so. If you missed my Circa Millions picks from what I gave up very early here in hour number two, well, you're in luck. We're going to be going through the card once again as I think that you've got some good value in terms of the NFL board this week. And I do think that there's value with really the two underdogs of between 11.5 and 12.5 points. That would be the Titans and the Jets. With the Jets, I think the big key for them is now having James Robinson back in the fold and having him be able to do a little bit more of a full workload because last week when he was out there for the Jets, I think that they had him get fewer than 10 carries, something like five carries for 18 yards. This week against the Bills, they should be able to unleash him a little bit more now. The big key for them is making sure that they aren't trailing by 100 million billion points so that they're actually able to utilize the ground game because when you're trying to trust in our good friend Zach Wilson through the air, typically not good. He's been turning the ball over just way too much in general and 
I'll call it what it is. I'm not sold on him being the answer for the New York Jets. He's got a long ways to go, in my opinion. I don't know if he's ever going to get there, but seems like the support is starting to come in on the Jets because when the contest lines were announced by Circa Thursday morning, it was pretty much 12 and a half across the board. Now we're seeing as low as the Jets being plus 11. Even at plus 11, I still do like it. It's not like you've crossed through any key numbers or anything like that, but certainly you want to be monitoring that situation as it does seem like there is a little bit of money that is starting to trickle in on the Jets and for the Buffalo Bills. They did make a little bit of a trade at the deadline, picking up Naheem Hines, but he's probably not going to be able to make too much of an impact in terms of this game. His impact, that is going to be coming week 10 and beyond, and I think that that's something very important to take note of in terms of week number nine in the NFL with all the guys that were acquired at the trade deadline. I really don't think anyone other than perhaps Bradley Chubb, who the Miami Dolphins were able to get, is going to have too much of an impact just because with a lot of like your offensive skill players, they have to get down the playbook. They have to learn a little bit of a new system. Meanwhile, for Bradley Chubb, it's like, all right, Bradley, get the guy with the ball. So I think that he should be able to make a little bit of an impact, but I think you should temper your expectations when it comes to other guys. I also do like the Packers laying three and a half points against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions defense has been absolutely awful all season long. They're dead last in so many metrics. I recognize that the Packers, they have not been too terrific themselves on offense, but I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to look to the other Aaron. Aaron Jones, who's been able to do a solid job of catching balls out of the backfield. And I think that for the Packers, they're probably going to be looking to run the ball quite a bit more with having A.J. Dillon along with Jones in the backfield. They did a good job of running it against Buffalo Bills, getting over five yards per carry. They were able to get nearly 200 yards on the ground. I think that that is a good building block for them. Take a little bit of the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers, I think is a very good thing. So I am certainly set on the Green Bay Packers. Now, the one that I'm a little bit torn on is whether I'm going to be going with the LA Rams catching three points or the Baltimore Ravens laying two and a half. I'm leaning more and more towards the Baltimore Ravens just because I do think that this is a Saints team that just a little bit of a stinker Rooney. They've been able to play a little bit better here in recent weeks, but I just really like this Baltimore Ravens team. Maybe it's just like everyone has those bad betting addictions where it's like, I can't stop betting on this team. I can't stop taking a look at overs in certain spots or something like that. Mine is just having faith in the Baltimore Ravens. Now, paid off for me last Thursday night when they were able to take down the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but we have seen the Ravens blow quite a few leads, and I mean, for the Ravens, you take a look at all eight of their games. They've had a double-digit lead in all eight of them. I am very impressed by what they've been able to do on offense this year. Lamar Jackson has been having more pedestrian numbers in recent weeks, but you just take a look at what this guy is able to bring to the table. He's got 70 total touchdowns thus far this season. I really think that he's improving as a pocket passer as well. He's been able to cut down on the turnovers a little bit. Mark Andrews, he was a little bit banged up in the game that we saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. An extra few days of rest, I think is going to be able to do him a lot of good as well. So I do think that the Ravens have quite a bit of value and for the Rams. It's just all about whether or not Cooper Cup plays because I am all for fading Tom Brady right now. This is clearly a Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense that they have no idea what the heck they're doing right now. Byron Leftwich has no idea what analytics are. If analytics just hit him in the forehead. It's just been absolutely insane. I remember he was asked about analytics and everything like that, and he pretty much laughed at it. And I recognize that you don't need to be some analytics guru, and sometimes it's paralysis by analysis. But, I mean, with Byron Leftwich, it's just not good at this point. And, for Tom Brady, he's been able to do a nice job of moving the ball down the field. 
Problem is the team is averaging three yards per carry on the ground. Three. They've not been able to make any holes whatsoever for Leonard Fournette. The offensive line issues of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't think have been spoken enough about. They lose their starting center before coming into the season. They've been dealing with injuries to a guy in Cameron Braid who's been able to do a solid job up front. Luke, I am going to be screwing up his last name, but Luke, Kodeki, he has been um, along that offensive line. He's been banged up throughout the entirety of the season. So that has caused for some issues for a Bucks offensive line that they were already losing Ali Marpet due to retirement coming into the season, which that didn't get enough love as well. So I am just not in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team whatsoever. I am going to be seeing whether or not I'm going to be going with the Rams or the Baltimore Ravens. But with that said, I'm going to be going with one of those. And then the other one that I'm going to be looking at in general is going to be this Cardinals versus Seahawks game. I'm like the only person on planet Earth that's right now liking the Arizona Cardinals, it feels like. But with DeAndre Hopkins out there, he raises the QBR of our good friend Kyler Murray by about 20 points. I think that he just is such an explosive player for this Cardinals team. And the Cardinals, last time they faced off against the Seahawks, they held them to below 20 points on defense. I do think that the Cardinals are going to be able to do a good job of holding up at the point of attack. Keep in mind, the Cardinals were a two-and-a-half-point road favorite about three weeks ago when they went to Seattle and played against the Seahawks. That was without having in the full DeAndre Hopkins. They're saying that this should be a... They're saying that this is a market move of six and a half points without accounting for DeAndre Hopkins, and I just don't agree with that. I do think Kyler Murray still a special quarterback, one that needs a little bit of a better coach, in my opinion. Cliff Kingsbury never has been a guy that has found himself in my fan club. That said, I am a fan of what this Cardinals offense is able to produce. I'm willing to lay the deuce with them. And then when it comes to World Series Game 6, these lines have been... Getting smoothed out a little bit more as we've been going along on this show. This is 961-962 on the board. It's going to be Saturday's Game 6 of the World Series with Farmer Valdez going for Houston and Zach Whelan and Deal and Wheeler going for the Philadelphia Phillies. And Talon's Game is 7 between minus 135 to minus 140 is your number on Houston. I'd be willing to lay the minus 135 with Houston. That's really my max. Farmer Valdez in 26 out of his last 31 starts has won six plus innings, giving up three earned runs or fewer. Meanwhile, Zach Wheeler, I think that the extra time off because he could have, if he needed to, pitched on regular rest in game five. The Phillies decided, you know what? We're going to be getting one more start out of Zach Wheeler, and that is it. So we want him to be able to go to the max. We want to be able to maybe extend that pitch count a little bit more, have him have a little bit more velocity on his pitches because you could tell in game two it was a little bit down. I think that that's a smart move, and I mean, both of these bullpens have been supreme here in the World Series, especially the Astros overall for the postseason. 0.88 ERA. I set my total at 6.6, so seeing the sevens that we are getting, I'm taking a look at the under, especially with Houston having guys like Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve struggling, and for the Philadelphia Phillies, they just stranded tons and tons of men on base in game number five. As a matter of fact, they stranded 12 men on base. The bottom of the fold, it has not been able to help out the guys like Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper have been cranking out those home runs. So looking at the under and looking to lay up to a minus 135 with the Astros. And we're looking at the final pro tip for this hour. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. The show that preludes me is actually live bet. And I know that Femi Obabefe along with Wes Reynolds, they... Tr- they throw out there something very good. I think that it's worth repeating on this show. When it comes to a bunch of injuries, when it comes to star players, like we were seeing this in terms of the Houston Texans wide receiver core, 
you can find some good value in the player pop market taking a look at some of the understudies because, well, the ball needs to go to somewhere in the NFL as you got 60 minutes of play and when you've got at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it's Follow the Money right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find the right design, so you can find... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.